The Wallies and Wimpy's Touchdown City podcast is sponsored by PropMe. We want our listeners to win $100 playing the West Virginia-Oklahoma contest next week on the PropMe app. Download the app and play the West Virginia and Oklahoma contest for your opportunity to win $100. Download PropMe. Welcome into the Wallies and Wimpies Touchdown City Podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio today with Derek Bailey and the GOAT, Mr. Avon Coburn. And joining us in the studio, Dr. John Pennington, the head football coach at West Virginia State University, and of course, former wide receiver at West Virginia I'm sorry, West Virginia State University head football coach and former wide receiver at West Virginia University. Gentlemen, it's good seeing you guys after we had to take a little COVID break last week. Yeah, and we, <coughs> yeah. we are, we are socially socially distanced in, in the yeah. I try, to, I try to the, set everybody up. Yeah, I just set everybody up. We have a little distance between us today, but it's good to see you guys. And John, thanks for coming down and joining us. I thought this would be a good week since we have really no West Virginia football game to talk about from yesterday, but uh, plenty of football coming up. And uh, learned off before we hit record that you guys are going to try. Can you talk about that? Try to play football this spring? Yeah, that's the intention. They haven't, you know, come out with a schedule. But, you know, everyone, I think, uh, at least all the coaches that I talk to in our conference, and I'm kind of the um, – I'm the uh, spokesperson for the conference. I do these coaches' connection things where we, you know, get rules passed down from Division Two, and I kind of pass them out to the rest of the conference. So we're we're all trying to play. We, we want to play games in the spring, and our, our players do. And just, you know, we, we, we need that, that competition to create that, you know, that experience that – um, you know, that we had incredible experiences as student athletes, and that's, that's what it's all about, the ups and downs of the season. So right. we're, we're trying to create that. Right now it seems like there's a good chance that's going to happen, but you don't know anymore. It makes me wonder if, if they should have maybe tried to play, you know, hindsight, tried to play Division I football in the spring. I know there would have been a lot of competition with the NCAA tournament and then your spring, spring sports, but – you know, just now knowing that we have a, a potential vaccine that could potentially, potentially be rolled out in the next week or two. I think uh, I think Rick Pitino has the idea right with college basketball. I think they should push that back until January and have made madness. I don't see what would, that would hurt. So maybe if you, you could have possibly had a spring football season, if you had just pushed basketball back and started it, say, in late January and had made madness instead of March madness. I think I agree wholeheartedly with Pitino on that, and I'm not a Rick, a Rick Pitino fan at all. I'm glad they uh, didn't because now people are going to want to watch D2 football in the spring. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have some games streaming yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So we're, we're yeah, excited for yeah, that. That's, that, that could, that's, yeah, that's another opportunity for – I'm glad they just did, tried to do something to move forward. You know, it's not going to be perfect. There's teams that play ten games and teams that play two and five and everywhere in between. But that's kind of what we did at, at West Virginia State. We, we couldn't play games, but we practiced. We had 14 practices. We lifted. You know, we had times where we had people quarantined and we had to stop, but we just kept moving forward. I mean, we had an incredibly productive semester, you know, on and off the field. 
even though there was, you know, there were some hiccups, there were some challenges, but you know, it, it, for our players, it was, it, it was good life lessons. We can, you know, talk to them about, Hey, you know, this is what's going on, but don't worry about it. Just attack the day. We're going to do the best we can today. And so I think it was a great, it was a great semester for us. I mean, we were lucky. We had, you know, we did have some people that, you know, that, that came down with it and had to quarantine people, but nothing was serious. And we were able to continue to move forward and, and teach these, these guys, you know, life lessons. And that's, that's what we're here to do. This is probably a big advantage for you guys, just for the fact that I'm assuming like at the 1A level, they won't lose their eligibility. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you're, you're not going to send four or five guys a year to the NFL. So this is going to give these guys extra football. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a good thing for these guys. I mean, if I knew, whoa, I can come back and play 11 more games. Right. I mean, think. Would you played? Would you have stuck around and played eleven more of the year after you graduated? Uh, I probably would. Have, yeah. <laughs> Especially looking at it right now, where you know you don't have any left. Yeah. But I, I think that that's a big advantage. You know, we have players that we don't redshirt. You know, just because of lack of depth sometimes at Division Two. And you know, Division One, you can play four games and then redshirt. We don't have that capability at Division Two. So like, we had a a quarterback that played as a true freshman uh, who was really good, but we would have wanted to redshirt him. So now he gets his redshirt year back. And there's a handful of guys in our program that never got to redshirt and now get that extra opportunity let me ask this question because i'm not sure how this works i I mean i know that you get the year back and everything what if the players graduate are they still required to roll in class enroll in classes how does this work yeah they'll they'll either do a second major or go to grad school and you know it does give a a few of our guys an opportunity to get a uh, you know grad school degree yeah i was just wondering i mean i figured that's what was going on but no one had ever really confirmed and do you get to increase your scholarship limit like division one does yeah we do ncaa will let us you know the the way they count the scholarships but it's up to the school obviously you know it's it's their budget you know so the ncaa yeah you know but and and the school honestly uh we have great support there they've been awesome especially through this whole thing it's been you know you have to communicate you got to be on the same page you got to make sure everything's safe and you know it's like mental gymnastics figuring it out but once you get it figured out you get in a routine just like anything else who you still have your staff established or the core group over there? Yeah, Quincy, or George, me and George and Quincy. You know, um, you know the former teammates, and then we've had uh, Coach Price, who was at Concord. He, he actually hired me for my first job. We've got incredible, you know, GAs. This is the best coaching staff we've ever had mm. by far. And and you know that's the only thing that you kind of get you know frustrated about. It's like God, you know it's hard to keep a coaching staff together at any level, right. but especially Division Two. You got young guys who are really good. Then I'm trying to get full-time jobs. It's like, I really want to capitalize on, you know, the, the incredible staff that we have because I know you don't, you don't get that very long. I mean, although, you know, I know Quincy and George, we, it's been awesome having our foundation, but just having those – constantly having other good coaches around is, is a difficult task. You coming back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. No, I wanted to ask a question about that spring ball because I'm, 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 I'm wondering, so if you're playing in the spring – like, so does summertime, do you give off or like, how, do you just keep rolling or like, where, where's the break come in when you go? Yeah. Because I mean, you, you guys, I, I know for sure that, you know, you're trying to get every minute you can with them right now. But then, you know, I, I remember when, when I played, I needed a break. Like I just need to get away for, you know, at least two, three weeks. But then it's like, okay, I'm hungry. I want to come back. Yeah. How does that, how do you, did you guys think about, I mean, obviously I know you have, but what's the plan for, for summer? Well, you know, uh, George and Quincy tell me this all the time. Let's let's just focus on today because we know, know what's going on. But as the head coach, you do have to kind of plan that stuff in advance. It, you know, think about it like when we were playing. Like you, we literally just flipped the seasons. Okay. So like, but th- we still have the same time frame. So like, it'd be like doing spring ball, but instead of scrimmaging on Saturdays, we'd go play Pitt or Virginia Tech 
or they'd come to our place and you just do it in that same time frame, maybe an extra week right. longer. So really it'll be the exact same as spring ball to end when spring ball normally would end. And then you're, you know, you get those two to three weeks off and you're back for the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, how does that, cause these kids, I'm like, damn, I, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, yeah. I'm burnt. I mean, especially like right now, like you're not playing anybody. It's like, I couldn't wait to get out of spring ball. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm tired of hitting these same people. Like, Oh, that gets old quick. And, and I think that's what was impressive about the fall. And I think our staff did a, and our players did a great job. They, I think because they had been cooped up so long. So just doing anything. Like, right. it started out like we could work out. And they were just excited to do that. And then they could, we could use a ball and do some skill training. And, they were, and then it was like more and more and more. And then pads and eventually scrimmaging. And so, like. It was, you know, they were just hungry to do anything. So yeah. it wasn't your typical spring where you're like, you know, I mean, there, there's times, especially the older guys were like, God, another scrimmage. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's part of the deal. Yeah, that, that yeah. last spring is tough. Yeah. I'm anxious to see what happens in the coming weeks here, the regular season of, of what's going on now, because like you guys say, it's a long season anyway, but there's games all the way through, what, December the like 19th this year. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see how this wears on these kids, especially the ones like a, a team like Penn State. I mean, they're 0-5. Those kids could care less. At what point do they start a fight? I mean, it's going to happen. Somebody, There will be a gigantic brawl in college football before it's over with. I'm just waiting to see who it is. <laughs> no, they not As long as they have their masks on, they'll be like, <laughs> I, I, I don't care. I, I mean, you know, I mean, show some pride. Fight. Who cares? Has yeah. this helped you since you can stay at home and, like, literally watch Ohio State, West Virginia? I mean, as a coach, like – Ideas. I mean, I feel like I would probably be sitting at home with a notepad, but like, yeah. oh, I like that play. Yeah, you don't get that a in lot. A you get season. a lot more time, you know, in the lab, so to speak, and you can. Uh, but a lot of it for us is just dissecting what we already do and just trying to improve on it little by little. But uh, I, it has been great. I mean, I'm home. You know, I get to hang out with my family. Get like today, I was. We don't have basketball, but I'm. You know, we just go out in the cul-de-sac and I'm doing drills with my kids, so I'm able to be home more and just trying to capitalize on that because I. I watch football enough, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. but I do, uh, I definitely, sometimes I overthink it. So for me, it's like, I got to, I'll, I'll start getting way too into it. And I'm like, I need to, we're not playing anybody for, you know, months. I need to you know, chill out with that. <laughs> you know, like, when we get out there, I, I got some ideas, but we'll, uh, for me, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, I, I watch too much. It's like in a, an addiction almost. Yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, never, there's like, never too I need much. To slow it down. You don't watch too much. <laughs> Let me go ahead and say you do not watch too much. Well, when you slap it on top of all the hours of film and yeah. recruiting. Ah, uh, well, that's true. That's well, true. You got like that's a, true. You have like that. Bonus. You have that. Yeah. And, and he doesn't have a family, so he. You, you got we. When you have a family and you got football and you got everything else, and you're like, okay, I need to stop something at some point, and it's like. It, it gets too much, Derek. I there's, you. there's two decisions on Saturday: where to order pizza from and what games to watch. That's it. That's, that's the only decisions that's, that's that need that's to the be dream made. Right there. That's the only decisions that need to be made. But me. I have had a couple of those days that I never have had before. Where I had a Saturday where I'm like, "What I can? I, you know, my wife's. I've done what I need to do at the house. I can sit there, you know, and hang out and wa- eat pizza and watch football and even watch it with my kids because we don't ever watch football together because they're usually at my games. And, right. You know, so that's been kind of fun. How has um. And also, too, have you been able to go out and kind of evaluate just on Friday nights? Well, they probably won't. Do they let the coaches in? Yeah, I was at the uh, South Charleston Princeton game, you know, and I've seen South Charleston twice. Man, they're they're loaded. I have not seen a team that talented in the Canal Valley in a long time. So I remember when that group when they were because I know some of the parents. I yeah. remember when that group was at Dunbar, like they were playing the the the, the midget league yeah. level, and they just won championship after championship. 
So it do it. You knew it was coming at South Charleston because there was a period of time where South Charleston was down, but you knew it was coming because what was happening at Dunbar. I think they won like four straight championships. Or yeah, something. it's not not a shocker. I mean, Princeton had a good they had a good little football team, and their their D coordinator played for us at Concord, so we were you know mostly were rooting for them. But we wanted to see the defense do well, but you knew that they're running into a buzzsaw. I mean, South Charleston <laughs> is is unreal. Yeah, they got they, they've got the the Lawton kid that's going to Cincinnati, and then. Yeah. A um, couple other kids that are being recruited. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Martinsburg didn't get to defend. I mean, I, I, they got shut down, so they didn't. They're done. I, I'm a little disappointed in that. I'd like to see them get to play again, just to see if they could win it again. Well, before we jump into it, let's talk about that, and and just for a second, and 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 let me get, see what you guys think about this. I feel like this at the high school level, they. I don't want to say cheat them because. I mean, and I see where the parents get upset because you look around, the bars are open, the gyms are open, and things like that. Those are businesses, and the school system doesn't control that. But at the same time, maybe they should have just said, listen, told the high school kids, we're going to let you play your regular season, and we're just going to end it there. Because now what's happening is I feel like they're really cheating these kids because we're week two into the playoffs, and all of a sudden they go red or whatever the color code is, and, and now you can't play? And, I, I mean, let's be – I don't think that's right. Martinsburg, if I'm not mistaken, they, they had won every game except their first one. Is that right? Yeah. They, so, they had won every Lost game. Lost to Spring Valley. Yeah. And how many had they won in a row? About uh, – 40-some. Uh, well, I mean, uh, but how many championships in a row? What was it? Five, six? Maybe it was five. A, it was a bunch. I feel like they're in the semifinals getting ready to go for another finals, and you tell them they can't play and that they're out, they have to forfeit. That's bull crap. That's, that's not tough. right. I, I just think maybe they shouldn't have – Offered the playoffs up. I think they should have just said, listen, we're going to play regular season games, get your 8, 10 in, whatever you play, and we're going to call it there just because of this situation. I feel like they're really – this is doing more harm than just not even playing a season, in my opinion. That's me speaking for myself. Because, I mean, it, it always comes down to the ship. It always comes down to that last game. And, and when you don't get an opportunity to compete when you've been working to do that, that's where – I see the the issue comes in. I mean, like you said, that's what they should have done. They should have just said, okay, we're going to play 8, 10, whatever, and call it at that. There's going to be – we're all going to be state championships this year, state champions this year. However, when – again, especially if you're defending and, and you've been on top of it, you got to give me an opportunity to to try to at least do do the same thing. I mean, can can you imagine? And this is going this is to the college game. Can you imagine? Because they've already said if the team has a COVID outbreak, the set in the two in the any of the four semifinal or final teams, whatever you want to call it, the playoff teams, that they will not be replaced. Can you imagine if uh, say Alabama gets to the all the way there, ranked number one, and then they have a COVID breakout and they're told they can't play and they have to forfeit? I mean, how is that fair to the other two teams in the semifinals? First of all, because they have to play a game, and you're going to tell Alabama they can't play just because they have a COVID outbreak. You can't wait another week or two. I would find. I would find if if I was if I was a. I would find those teams because you know exactly I, what's going to happen. I agree and, with that too. And you all need to be quarantined and bubbled for for this event. You know, I would if I was if I was the other if I was the whoever the championship people are. I would find whoever, yeah. who, any team that comes out with that. I mean, you got to have some kind of punishment, but I—I I, I mean, I don't know the answer, but I just think that that's—that's that's where I was going. I mean, I don't think that's fair. I think that's stupid. Well, see, uh, I think I think they, I think they should. I like what they're doing personally. I mean, I respect your guys' opinions, obviously, but in my opinion, we need, we need to try to just keep moving forward, and it's not fair. And you know, my my message to my team would be, life's not fair. Like mm-hmm. you guys, and and that honestly, I I've just. Dr. I'm not in the Pennington. shoes of a Martinsburg player. That would be extremely frustrating. But I can tell you right now, if we play in the spring and West Virginia State 
we're 2-0 and and we don't get to play all five games and we don't make it to the championship and I know we have the best team, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and, and you know, uh, start blaming and playing the victim. I'm going to say, look, guys, this is, it is what it is. We, we got to be safe. We're going to attack the day. We're going to keep you know, building. We're going to work towards getting a degree. And I know that's cliche, but at the same time, to me, it's an awesome lesson. And I, I don't care. I just want to play games. Mm-hmm. You know? So if just, it may not work out for me. Uh, I hope it. I hope it does work out for us at West Virginia State. You know, but I don't want to put that out there. But at the same time, if it doesn't, then I'll just be like, well, that's that's what we had to do. It's just it, you know, I think this year, especially with everything going on, there's just there's there's things that are difficult for everyone. And, and some people, you know, we were fortunate enough to get 14 practices in in the fall, and I know a lot of schools in our conference weren't, and that's just kind of how it goes. So I think to me, it's like let's just move forward, find a way to move forward, uh, even though it's not perfect. It won't be fair for everybody, but uh, I'd rather us try than, than just, you know, stop and wait. Uh, I just don't think it's ever going to be fair in this situation. Coach. I yeah. hear you, Coach. That is a damn coaching answer right there. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Coach I mean, speak. I mean, but but to be honest with you, it's, it's a great way to look at it. You can't look back. You can't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I would I, – if I was a player in Martinsburg, I'd be pissed. Yeah, oh, I'd yeah, be furious. I would be too. I mean, that's not, what I'm no speaking doubt, from. No doubt, I'm speaking from that perspective, like that's as a, a player. And you're right. I'd be pissed. Like, yeah. no, y'all can't do this to us. Like, yeah. I, but at the same time, the coaches have to find a way to say, look, and and just being a senior, that's probably where they won three, four, in a, three in a row. It's yeah. like, oh my. God. And here's here's another side of this. Like, let's just say Spring Valley wins this championship, but let's say that everybody they play has to forefoot. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, I would be like, you know, it's a great, it's a great teaching opportunity for a coach because you're right. like, what are you going to do? Throw your hands up and complain and start getting on social media? No, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to. How are we going to respond? This is what our program's about. This is what right. we're built for. This we, you know, we're going to use this to be, you know, to be better people. And that's, you know, as a coach, you have to find those opportunities. But I think what a great, all the adversity and all the. Uh, you know, blaming and complaining out there right now, this is a good opportunity to stick out and to teach your players that it's not about, you know, I hate that we lose that opportunity, but at the same time, this is more about creating great habits and becoming the right person. And you can, and I don't know if they'll listen to me, but that's what I would be. That's what what I'm going to be screaming to. They're not going to listen to you. They're going to be pissed. (laughs) Hopefully they hear it. Maybe they listen a couple years down the road. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, but when we come back, um, I will be doing – nope, that's going to be the third segment. I just jumped way ahead. We're going to take a break, and I want to remind you guys, uh, if you guys are headed to Morgantown anytime this year, uh, make sure you check out Murph's Landing, two bedrooms, one bathroom, walking distance to the stadium, probably two miles from the basketball facility, and uh, you can check that out at Murph. It's called Murph's Landing, and it's mountaineerfieldhouse.com, and it's available – for rentals, um, I stayed there. What game did I go to? K State. K State. K State. It was uh, it was really nice. And we won. You need to go back. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it this Saturday. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go this weekend. Yep. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll keep talking. There's nothing. There's no Mountaineer stuff. We're going to get into the predictions later, but uh, we'll just keep having this great conversation and letting Coach Pennington uh, bring some perspective into our world. We'll do that after this. Hey, Mountaineer fans, this is Brian Joswiak. Touchdown City Podcast will be right back. It's the start of fall and football here at Tony the Tailor. No one in the Mid-Atlantic does men's clothing like Tony the Tailor. Best selection of quality sportswear from Johnny Owen Brax. Huge shoe department featuring Cole Hahn, Donald Pliner, and D. Bianco. Jackets and suits from Hickey Freeman, Samuelson, and Talia. And of course, free alterations by Master Tailors. Tony the Tailor, 822 Virginia Street, downtown Charleston. 304-833-9403 or online at bestmastertailor.com. Don't throw your money out the window. 
Get the look you want, the home efficiency you need, and the first-class service at Daub's Windows and Doors. New replacement windows and siding will beautify your home. They specialize in siding, flooring, and small remodeling jobs, all at a price you can afford. If you're looking for first-class service, Daub's Windows and Doors is the way to go. Find them on Facebook or call 304-545-1503. Again, that's 304-545-1503. This is Chris Walters, owner of Integrity Insurance Group, and we are proud to sponsor the Wally and Wimpy's Touchdown City podcast. If you're in the market for home and auto insurance, give us a call. Our number is 304-346-9181, and we are where mountaineers come to shop and compare their insurance rates. We are headquartered here in West Virginia, and there's always a local agent ready to help you. Let's go, Mountaineers. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Wallies and Wimpies Touchdown City Podcast. This segment is presented by Integrity Insurance. It's where all Mountaineers go to shop for home, life, auto, any type of insurance. It's owned by Chris Walters, and you can find all their information at IIGWV.com. We're heading into the Thanksgiving holiday, and I was going to ask you guys, when you think about Thanksgiving, I know there's certain things that always kind of happened when you were in college and even as a kid, and but when you think about Thanksgiving sports traditions and things you remember doing it, Around around Thanksgiving, what what kind of stands out to you guys, or is there anything specific that you guys remember from that time period, being a kid or whatever? So so for me, it was it's twofold. It's, it's sad and and it's happy. So I, I lived with a family when I was in in high school, and the uh, lady Miss Diane she passed away uh, last year, and oh my goodness, the turkey! I've never had turkey so juicy, and my, I mean <laughs> you laughing, but I promise you, like this. We had Did your wife listen turkey. to this show? <laughs> my wife, done. I cook the turkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've, my mom does not cook turkey like Miss Diane does. Okay. So that's the first one, and I miss her so much. Um, but then, you know, growing up, um, you know, from Camden, East Camden Middle, I mean, I'm sorry, East Camden, uh, so we had Woodrow Wilson and then um, Camden High. We always had the turkey bowl game, the turkey game. We was called the turkey game, and – I, growing up, I always wanted to play in a turkey game, and I went to private school, and you know, the rest is history. But I never got to play in a turkey game. But you know, I, when I was in Jersey, I always go back, and if you know, even when I was playing for the other team in 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 Delran, Holy Cross, I would go back, and and or if it's on Thursday, I would go watch that game, then go play my game because I was just something that I always did. I just I like turkey and football. It's that simple. I mean, I know, I know. Actually, this weekend is usually in normal years. It's usually rivalry weekend. And I mean, you know, I growing up when I was younger, it used to be Colorado and Nebraska would play every Friday, and those games used to be fantastic. I remember watching that game. I missed that game. Actually, that was one of my favorite games of the year. They used to both be phenomenal. And then uh, Pitt would always play West Virginia sometimes on Friday, sometimes on Saturday. But that was one of the better games and. You know, we don't get to play pit anymore, so that's unfortunate. But I'm, you know, hanging out with my family and watching football because that's what we always do. You don't have any pit memories, do you, John? <laughs> got a few. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple. 
What about, I mean, just in general, the Thanksgiving? I mean, we never had anything really specific. I think I'm with you. We, we just, you know, getting together as a family, eating dinner, and then watching football, watching uh, the Lions or the Bears. or It was always an NFC game, I feel like. Yeah. That Don't they throw play, the Lions football year. in the same sentence, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you got to watch. I remember watching uh, Barry Sanders, that yes. run he had against the Bears. I mean, it was one of the most incredible runs where he kind of went – he had people turning and spinning around. I remember watching that at my aunt's house. And, uh, you know, you, you saw some good games on those – I mean, not every year, but – and then usually it would it would end up out in the in the yard yeah. with some yeah we would play football, football yeah. yeah I know everybody remembers because the Steelers fans are around here I know everybody remembers Jerome Bettis the heads or tails the coin yeah, the, toss yeah, that yeah, everybody has to remember that everybody yeah I know for me so I my family my my grandparents lived well, my grandmother's still there on the north side in Pittsburgh we used to be able to walk I could walk to Three River Stadium as a kid and um, so we spent a lot of Thanksgivings in Pittsburgh. Um, I remember, uh, or they would come here. So I definitely remember West Virginia Pitt, um, watching those games. Um, and then of course, later years going to those games, working, being as an employee. Um, one of the things that really stands out to me though, is the 98, uh, Pitt game when it was the Friday after Thanksgiving and it was Mark, Mark Bulger's senior year and, or no, his junior year. And, uh, so it was Zareway. Mm-hmm. In that group, and uh, they West Virginia beat the dog. It was like piss. fifty. It was like fifty-two to fourteen did, or uh, fifty-five to fourteen. When did Zach Abraham have that incredible catch against Pitt and housed it right? as it was uh, Chad Johnston. Yeah, ninety-four. Was that a, was that a Thanksgiving game? No, that no, was actually the first. That was in October. It was like a, sp- a fall uh, yeah, game. I remember watching that one. I, I, yeah, I didn't know when it was, but. But uh, I remember. So my aunt Robin at the time worked. Um, for the University of, of Pittsburgh. So she got employee tickets and got all of us, my sister, all of us seats. And so when we walk up, we're in this section with all the pit employees. If I remember correctly, it was like a 3.30 CBS game or something. So needless to say, I'd had a few hours to have a few drinks. So when I got there, I was a little tuned up. By the end of that game, there was nobody left in the section. I literally ran everybody out of there just talking so much <laughs> shit to everybody. They had enough. Um, yeah, and Bulger was just, you know, throwing BBs that day. But that's one of my favorite Thanksgiving traditions. But then I remember, um, you guys remember, I think it may have been the same year. Do you guys remember Moss on uh, Thanksgiving Day when he was with the Vikings? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was, that was his rookie year. That was, that. was that 98 yeah, or 99? He had like three catches for a buck 70 or something. And three touchdowns. Three yeah. touchdowns. Yes, yes. Yeah, I remember because he was, was a rookie. And, of course, we're all there as a family. And I'm like, he's from my neighborhood. Like, he's from our part of the world. You know, yeah. he's from down in West Virginia. So, But then then as a kid, I just remember going out and playing tackle football in the yard. Yeah. A couple of the neighborhood kids got broken arms, that type of stuff. But That <laughs> was always good. Yeah, it's but a, I, love, right. I, love, I love Thanksgiving. And I, I love the fact that they're that now, I mean, like this week, it's going to be kind of weird. But there's, it's, there's no lack of anything to watch. That's, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. Especially, I mean, and you know, I, I always I, we get to watch the Lions every year. We get to watch the Cowboys every year. I wish, they, I honestly wish they would switch that up. But Thursday night actually is an NFL game: Pittsburgh and Baltimore. That I'm actually interested in watching. And uh, but I wish they would do something about Detroit and like take the Thanksgiving Day game from them because. What? Why did that? How did that begin? Did yeah, how did that up? become a Detroit you know? thing? Because because Mr. they Detroit? were just so bad. I mean, it was so bad, and they had the best player in the world. 
Well, so they, they were like, okay, we need is that to. When but, it began but I when think it started. No, I think it started way back when. Sure? I think they were one of the first teams to play on Thanksgiving Day, and they've just left. And just it. kept. It. Well, we should have just kept my story. It's not a bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but speaking along those lines, I almost had an opportunity to play in that game, man. I was like, I I, I was I was a I was on a practice roster um, in 2004, the whole year, and then my time came. It was like yes. You know, everybody, you know, people got hurt and they were like, okay, you can come on. You're going to be our special teams guy. And, you know, you get to wear those jerseys. Like, oh, those jerseys. Oh, like, yeah, the special. Yeah. Oh, those jerseys. I, I was like, I couldn't wait to put it on. So I'm practicing and I run and I pull my hand. I'm not even fast and I pull my hamstring. I'm like, how the <laughs> hell does that happen? And I didn't get to play in that game. I was so mad. I, I mean, because you get to put on the same jersey that Barry Sanders put on. Like, that – that to me was like that's the only thing I wanted to do was put on that jersey. What day did you tear it? Wednesday, the day before. The day before. Oh, the day before. That's crushing. Rough. And, and I mean, because in a walkthrough, in a walkthrough, and I was going hard too because I mean, it was my. I was about yeah, to play yeah. on, ramped up. I was about to Super play Bowl. on Thursday mm-hmm. on on the. I was going to be on TV where everybody going to see. And, it. and that's the other thing, like. Everybody is off, so everybody. It doesn't matter if you right. like football or not. People most of the time turn that. Uh, what's the the parade on? Right, and it's the on Macy's CBS, parade. so they just leave it on. The highest and, rated football and, game. Yeah, and I mean it's next so, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so wow. it, those games are on all day, so everybody does watch it. I was so mad, man. That was like my. That was the Super Bowl for me. I was like, I get to play. You know, everybody's gonna watch this game. Everybody from back home is gonna see me play, and I pull my hamstring. I'm like. How the hell does that happen? Well, we, we might have a little Mountaineer basketball this year if we're lucky. We might not. We'll see. We shall yeah. see. Well, and speaking of West Virginia Pitt, I mean, I think, one, it's a crying shame that um, this game is – I mean, it's almost like they should make an exception and just be like, listen, the Friday after Thanksgiving, West Virginia Pitt, every year, work it out with the, the conference or whatever. I mean, Oklahoma, I mean, it's a pretty big game. Obviously, it's prime time. going to be prime time on ABC this year, but – um, it's it needs to be Pittsburgh. Let me let me let me ask this: Would Oklahoma rather play West Virginia on the Friday after Thanksgiving? And I know when I was growing up, like I said, it was Colorado and Nebraska. But for years before that, even be- before I was born, it was Oklahoma and Nebraska on Thanksgiving or the Friday after. Would they rather play West Virginia yeah. or Nebraska on Thanksgiving? I mean, I don't think those things. The, nobody remembers that except you. But nobody, uh, the, a <laughs> nobody, lot of people. Uh, nobody remembers that. They just want to. I mean, they, uh, they don't uh, see the rivalry. I think. Uh, well, that's that's a part of the part that sucks for me. I'm 44, and of course, Derek was watching football before he came out of the womb. But for I think for older fans um, to create interest again in some of these programs, especially since a lot of football is diluted where they've separated the conferences and West Virginia plays a lot of Texas teams and you got Rutgers playing in the big 10 and Boston college trying to play an ACC schedule. I don't think the fan base who would generally be tuned in cares. I I mean, I think what, what, here's the point. I'm, I mean, I, I don't care what kind of football is on. I watch it. I love football. But I think, like he's saying with the fan base, West Virginia fans would be more excited to play Syracuse than Iowa State. They would be more excited to play Pitt than Oklahoma. They would be more excited to play Penn State, although they kicked the crap out of us numerous years, than Texas. I mean, and it's not that you're not excited to play Texas and Oklahoma. It's just there was so much more, uh, I guess, tradition and more like felt like more like a rivalry than what you're getting right now. I'd like to get our hands right. on Penn State this year. And let me say that. <laughs> yeah, this would be the year. <laughs> 
let me say this too. There are teams that I'm reading like from other fan bases now from where social media is so like relevant and everything. Arkansas fans were quite pissed off yesterday again for the second time. I didn't see it. They said they got hosed by the officials again. They were asking if they should go back to play in against Texas and they want like the old Southwest Conference back. And I mean, Nebraska is fed up with the Big Ten. I guarantee you right now, if you ask them, they would want out. It's just there's so many things that are wrong. And if you're if you're a Boston College fan, would you rather play Wake Forest or would you rather play West Virginia? Yeah, you'd rather play West Virginia yeah, every day. I, it'll probably sort itself back out once they expand the playoff, and you know, they'll. I feel like the conferences will kind of go back to, you know, you get an automatic bid, so it doesn't really matter what conference. Your strength of schedule isn't going to be as important. I, 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 the playoff to me, I, I hate the playoff. I'm not going to lie, I hate it. I think all it does is give. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and those teams like that, margin for error. In the old system, if you lost a game, you might have been out of it. Now, sure, there's teams that had losses that could get in, but right now those teams are so far ahead of everyone, and the the teams that are trying to catch them and then those teams that are trying to catch the teams that are trying to catch the Alabamas of the world, they have nothing to sell because Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson can walk in and they can look at the best player and they can say, you can come to our school and go to the playoff, or you can go to school B who has nothing to offer you other than, like, a good education, which if you're trying to get to the NFL, the good education goes out the window. Yeah. Well, you know, back to – just kind of back to West Virginia Pitt. I mean, what – you know, Thanksgiving night, you guys went to Lakeview. Lakeview, yep. And and had the – ranch. (laughs) And had the the, the big meal. And But what are some – you know, what do you guys remember specifically about going to play Pittsburgh that next day? Usually, I think every year – well, I'm trying to think now the way – because your schedules were a little different, time-wise, playing-wise, but you definitely you were there for the O two Pitt game. At you were at Pitt, right? And then, but I mean that was a Friday game. Uh, I mean, so what are some Pitt thing games against Pitt that you guys remember, or what stands out to you in that in that rivalry? Well, I'm I'm gonna go because he's highlighted in in this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go first. Um, he's probably in that. He's in the book. Yeah, he's in the book. He's he's, he's with Abraham, right? <laughs> he, he's got the catch as well. Um, so so for me, I, I mean, uh, again, every Friday, every every day before the game or night before the game, we always got to eat good. I mean, we're we're in college. We we don't eat like the kids eat now. Yeah, like we had. They can go and get a good meal every day, two, three, four times a day. Mm-hmm. We get one meal a day, but then that that day before the game, especially when it's when it's Thanksgiving, you know, you get everybody's family come in. And, and, you know, we have people that eat stuff that they wouldn't even, you know, think about eating, which I'm not going to say. But we had some people like with different religions eating pork and stuff that like they would never eat. And I'm like, I mean, this is just great because you're trying stuff that you would never ordinarily try, which is which is awesome. And I mean, my mom would always come down and make cheesesteaks. And, and I mean, it was just it was awesome where everybody would come in and, and just, just eat good. But then when you get down to the game, I mean, I had, I had, you know, two really good games. And I wouldn't say the last game was a good game because I was battling some, some internal stuff um, as far as injuries. But, you know, my, my freshman year when, when I, I uh, ran for like 210 yards and I, had, and I, I, I got my 1,000 yards for the – and I ran for two – I had to run for two, 200 yards to get – a thousand yards for the for the season. That was ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. 
beat the brakes off of them that and, day. And I, and I got that. And then, um, so 99, 2000, I think we, I can't even remember in 2000, they probably. I can tell you what us. happened. <clears throat> <laughs> they probably spanked. I can't remember 2000. We, we lost against Navy. I remember 2000. It was Antonio Bryant and. Um, Kevon Barlow ran wild. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. That's that's <laughs> where the, the, you've the, probably, video. the video, they have a. Oh, that's, oh that's when it goes kneeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, you know, that year was, and then, and then we had, um, oh, 99, 2000, 2001, um, that, that, you know, 2000 was, was a good year, but I still don't remember it. Um, but then 2001, I don't remember that one either. Me neither. <laughs> I remember 2002. Yeah, I remember 2002. That, that was probably I, my favorite. I think 2001, I think they, they were loaded that year. I think they had, and, Antonio Bryant that season. I can't, remember, I can't remember if he was still there or not. But well, they were. They had some. I mean, they've had some stud players roll through there. Right at wide receiver, there like they had like back to back to back to back seasons there when they had Bryant, they had uh, Fitzgerald, and then they had a guy that followed Fitzgerald. I can't remember his name, and he played in the NFL too, and he was really good. Yeah. So they had Bryant in two thousand. The two years you're talking yeah, about, right. and then Fitzgerald was. Playing he was oh three the next yeah. the next year because yeah, he no he played in my, he played in oh uh, two yeah. he was oh three as well yeah, yeah he played he was he was a stud you <laughs> know what you know what I remember about the Thanksgiving stuff uh, being a freshman and going to the Friends Inn and you know for me it was cool because you know I was a walk on I didn't really know a whole lot of oh, I did in true. practice and stuff but it was like. You really had a chance to like. I mean, it was only you guys, right? So you kind of bonded We're, with your, you know, with the guys that, um, you know, that you still hang out with. And then as you got older, you'd go back to the friends in and then right. take them out or take them to a house party or <laughs> right, something. Right. I, I thought that that part of it, the bonding part of it, you know, you get the little That's friends funny. in tie for Christmas and from the from the guy that owned it. But. I totally, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Like. I, I think I think we, I mean my first year obviously I remember being in it. I hated the friends in because it just felt like a roach motel. Like I'm yeah, like, it wasn't great. It was it was just hard. And, and I mean I'm pretty sure they upgraded it since. But it's, well, it's gone. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. Oh yeah. They, okay. Yeah. Well, it was horrible. Like I hated the friends in, and we had to go there too. And I'm yeah. like. I'm leaving. Like y'all going, y'all, whatever y'all gonna do, y'all gonna do it. I'm not staying. I'm not sleeping in this. I got my own house. I'm not doing this. I love, I love that. Yeah, it was the first opportunity to really bond with, with for me and my teammates because I wasn't there for camp Coach. or anything. And uh, but I love that. And even like I remember going back and like when Pat White was a freshman, and we were like watching a game. We we're getting ready to take some of the young guys and you know take them out and kind of hang out with them. And uh, I remember like them like kind of disrespecting WVU on. Uh, you know, I don't know, it was on ESPN or something. And he, like, jumped out of his chair, was, like, extremely pissed off about it. And I'm like, I mean, of course we were too, but you don't see that a freshman from Alabama do that a whole lot. You know, first, <laughs> it, there's a little bit of a, a – they don't get that much pride in WVU. It takes a couple years, you know, but he had it immediately. And you're like, man, this kid's – yeah, he's really pissed off. Good. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, what, that's what you want. Let's go, yeah. Because yeah, he would have been there your – Senior season, right? Yeah, I was a true freshman my senior year. But that, that 2002 pit, you know, that win, obviously 2003, you know, I think Quincy had 200 yards rushing against him. But Phil Braxton had that touchdown. Yeah. He was, he's from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh right? Yeah. And then him and Rasheed had big games. They were from Pittsburgh, uh, beating them at their place. That was a huge win. And, and that season was like, you know, really kind of our, our coming out party as far as just being finding a way to win ugly. And that's kind yeah. of the first thing you do as a program. You know, you have to find ways to win ugly, and you learn how to win ugly, and then, you know, then it goes from there. But that's the year we learned how to win ugly. And that was – I don't know if that win was ugly. It wasn't, wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was, one mean, of our, it was one of our prettier wins. I mean, they, we weren't even supposed to win that game, and, right. and we won. So The white pants. Yeah. The the, white pants. Yeah, the white pants. That was a white on white. Yeah. White, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I always felt good for – I always loved the fact that Rasheed got to go back to Pittsburgh – 
yeah. and and compete and play basically in his backyard. I mean, he I know he was from uh, he was he went to Brashear, so he was like over in the hill area, which is only just a few miles away. Mm-hmm. But um, Phil Braxton, funny small world, uh, works with my grandmother now. Oh, wow. really? Yeah. So just you know through we. We, she was, she came down or something and she was, we were talking about something. She goes, well, there's a young man that I, that I work with and he, he used to play football, West Virginia. And I think his uncle was, uh, in the NFL as well. And I just was like, it's Phil Braxton. <laughs> yeah. I knew immediately. We lost a tough one my senior year. Cause we would have gone to, uh, we would have won the, we would have won the conference outright, gone to a, I don't know what BCS bowls there were back then, but we, we lost by one possession and it was on Thanksgiving night. Uh, and we had, we had lost to BC the week before. All we had to do was win one of two games. And we, we, uh, I remember we threw like some kind of reverse pass to Rashid at the end of the game. He almost came down with it. I think that, that might have been the last play of the game or second to last play of the game. And, I mean, he had played his heart out. And you thought it was just – it just felt like, all right, she's going to – I mean, he's he going to make this catch. You know, <laughs> yeah. like – and he almost, like, mossed somebody. I mean, it, on a quarterback reverse pass, I mean, it, it was just uh, – I mean, it would have been the most amazing catch in That was the game history. where they called the completed pass and it bounced off the they, – they ended up being able to, I think – I think on a third or fourth down play, they ended up with the first down, but it bounced. It skipped off the turf. This is pre-instant um, replay. Yeah. Yeah, they cheated the shit out of us that day. So what was your favorite moment besides the friends in? Uh, on Thanksgiving Day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Did it, was Just I, pit game in general. Was my was catch what, against Pitt, was that on Thanksgiving? I don't think it was. It was No, it no. wasn't. It was a night game. It was a night game, but I think it was just a Saturday night game. I think that for some reason that game always it was never always on the day after Thanksgiving. But there, there was that season, and you you know this, Avon. We didn't think we were going to win. We knew we were going to win. I mean, it was, it was like we were going to smack people in the mouth, and we were going to we were going to win the game. There was no doubt in anybody. I mean, wasn't there? Yeah. It was it was it was through the entire town. I, I haven't been a part of that very often, where you know you're going to win, and we were. We were probably, I don't know, we were four and four. I mean, we weren't the favorites. We were barely 500. Same thing against Virginia Tech, same yeah. year. We, we didn't think we were going to win. We didn't say, like, when we win, you know, just saying that. We were like, we are going to beat their, you yeah. know what. And it was, it was known throughout the whole team. So it was kind of, you know, when uh, I think TG kind of had an ankle or something, and they kind of threw me in to the starting lineup, you know, a couple of days before. And, you know, you, were just, you just couldn't wait to be a part of it because you knew you were going to beat, beat their ass. And it was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I remember. So that was Fitzgerald's freshman year. And are you talking about at Pitt or? I'm talking about the uh, 2003 when uh, when I had the catch. Okay, yeah. Just that whole season, it felt after we lost to Miami, we knew we were going to win every single game. And yeah. they had a guy from Princeton, Tyrone Gilliard, that was lined up across from me the whole game. So we were, I mean, we were going at it. I mean, I knew him growing up. I think you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, he we played. We were North South captains together. I mean, mm-hmm. so we were. Uh, I mean, we were going at it. I mean, we like we we like each other, but we hated each other. That's actually my cousin through marriage. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's an awesome, dude. I mean, we we disowned him because he went to Pitt. But. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Of course. Right. <laughs> but I mean, he was that. a great player, and it was cool to like my matchup for that game was Tyrone Gilly from Princeton. Like, hell yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go. Like, I'm, I'm the best. I'm the best West Virginian that's going to be playing on that right, field tonight, at that time. Yeah. Well, I would almost. We should definitely. I remember – well, I know you've talked about it a million times, but I always like – let me t- – from my perspective, mm-hmm. I remember um, I was in – so we we had our own little box, our own press box, and it was myself, the guys that ran the other stadium 
um, scoreboards. I ran the big boards, the video boards, and coordinated with everybody. And then Travis Jones was beside me, the the PA announcer. Mm. And um, so we would always have a, a really good time. And and of course, it was if I remember correctly, it was late in the second quarter. Is that when that? And I just felt like we're just going to run the clock at a halftime. And Rasheed drops back and throws it down that left side of the into that corner where I guess now is like the touchdown terrace. Was it even there yet? I don't even know if it was there at that so. point. But uh, Travis Jones and I literally, we may as well have just jumped through the ceiling. I mean, we came <laughs> unglued in there, and Travis has to try to, like, keep it together, right? Like, because he's got to make a make a, a PA announcement. We're in there going nuts. Um, probably, obviously, very one of the most memorable moments in that series of all time. I mean, you mentioned Absolutely. Zach Abraham, but don't slight. He, he brought it up. We had Zach on probably six weeks ago. Oh, really? And we talked about the fact that two West Virginia guys have literally one of the top ten memorable moments in that series, and we thought that was pretty cool. I was talking to Steve Bird the other day, the Birdman, and he, Bird. he brought that up. And I think that, to me, that's the coolest thing about it is you hearing the stories or, you know, and the fact that, you know, a play that is iconic in your own life gets brought up still to this day. I mean, you know, that's still kind of cool. It's like you get to, you get to remember that with everyone and where they were at when you did that and, and thinking about what it all went into it. But I love watching the uh, – when I watch the replay or when someone, you know, one of the new freshmen or something, like, wants to coach. I, let me show you something. And they'll, like, show me the catch. And uh, I just like watching the reaction of the sideline. Like, you could tell everyone was so excited. You know, they knew how hard I'd worked to get to that point. They knew that – they were just happy to see me make a play. Like, they, it was like – this he he deserves this you know he's he's worked his you know what off and uh for me it was just about making a play but it's kind of cool to see everyone just going crazy you know it's like so many people coming up to you after the play and then and then at halftime you know it was just it was i mean the momentum had swung you know <laughs> yeah. it's like just feed quincy and let's just get out of here you know and that was basically what we did and that's a great point you that play literally I mean, because it was pretty much maybe a tie game at that point, or maybe we, yeah, it was tied. Or, yeah, we were down seven, or maybe down seven at that point. But that that play literally catapulted the second half of the game. That's amazing. They went man. on to beat the piss out of them. The second, it half. was a good play call because we had run that little slip screen to McQuell Henderson, and he had, I think he scored on it, and we faked it. It was a fake slip screen, and I because I was blocking for McQuell, I would kick out the corner, and then we had hit it a couple times, so we fake right, I kick out the corner. And then I go up the sideline, but they were in man to man, so it didn't really matter. They didn't. There was no corner to fake. You know? <laughs> the, the safety just ran with me the whole time, and Rasheed made a hell of a throw. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because and it's funny that you say that because Zach said the same thing. He's like, you know, I, I, when people bring it up, it's just such a, you know, he just didn't. He just doesn't expect it. Like, man, they're still talking about it. Yeah. It's huge. It, it, people are always going to talk about it because it was such an amazing play, which really sealed the deal for that game. It was just a wrap after that. Yeah. So, so you know, bask in that because it. I mean, it was a phenomenal catch. It wasn't like a a a, a catch. It was like the catch. The catch. <laughs> like that was awesome, dude. Like I mean, I, I mean, I'm 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 going crazy. Like I'm in Detroit. Like ah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, which was, I mean, it was phenomenal, man. So, so again, man, that, that don't take that lightly. Like that was a huge, that was huge. And it's always going to be huge because you're going to have people like me talking about that play for the rest of your life. So, so uh, just, just enjoy it, man, because it, it was great, man. It, it was great. It's great when you, I mean, just to, 
He's so humble, though, ain't he? Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was it was good to hear all the you know see my my teammates on the sideline. Yeah. Bullshit! Well, Hold was on, like, yeah, was, like, <laughs> I know you felt something too, bro. I'm like, there was that relief of like years of hard work finally coming out in that one play, but at the same time, like you know, when you see like how much pride everyone else had, it's like okay. They're, they're not only your teammates and your, they're rooting for you. Oh, you know, it's not like yeah. they're just like, oh, cool, you know, high five. They're like, you did it. <laughs> you you, no, like, you it was, finally it did it. It was crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what you get. I mean, it's funny because when you say that, it takes me back to, like, almost every touchdown I scored. Um, if you – and Tory's in the game. So, if, if you watch some touchdowns that I score, Tory is more excited than I am <laughs> that I scored. And I'm just – No doubt. I watch that and I just go I, – I get excited because he's excited. And I'm right. like, that just, that's awesome. So it, it seems like to me that people would play for the moment. Yeah. Like, you know, like, as a player, you obviously would love to, you know, obviously go on to become the all-time leading rusher. <laughs> but, like, when you think about it, it's like if, if you're not going to get to that that, that – you know, reach that level or that type of accomplishment, you want to have that moment. Yeah. You know, Bill McKenzie from 1975, people still, they, they call Bill McKenzie and do phone interviews with him. Talk about 1975. That's 45 years ago. And because he kicked the game winner to beat Pittsburgh yeah. in 1975. And so it's, it's that moment. You, if you, if you can uh, play for that moment and, and, Earn that moment. Yeah, um, it's something to be proud of. I think and, and, Avon's moments were, it, other than breaking all the records, was his his senior speech. That to me still was incredible. I, I mean, that was that was like, man, that was. I don't even know who do we play. Uh, Boston College. Boston College. We had to. Oh, we went up. We went up there. No, we was home. We was home. So I can't remember. I just knew that after that speech, we weren't losing to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great speech. It was just I about was, he. You know, it was it was cool because. He was the guy, you know, and he, he basically gave a speech. It's like he, he didn't want to be the guy. He just wanted to be a teammate. And that's the way that he played. So it was like it made a lot of sense to, you know, to hear it from his point of view that he's like, I don't want to be the guy in the spotlight. Like he's like, this is about us and you. I mean, it was a powerful speech where it was like, we're going to beat the hell out of whoever we play. Like our yeah, main go-to guy them. is completely selfless. And he's like, he almost was like upset that it was about him. Like it probably, and it does probably get frustrating. Like it was, you know, like oh, you don't want to, right <laughs> that was crazy because it wasn't, I hated the fact that I, I wanted to go first and let everybody else, you know what I mean? Let everybody else have their moment because again, I'm going to have my moment because I'm going to get the ball 20 times and, for me, it was like I just want everybody else to feel what what I feel. Every you know, I, I I worked hard for what I got, but at the same time, it was I I never played a game for me. I always played it for either my family or my teammates or or somebody. Else. I always wanted to put other people, um, you know, I wanted to give them their moment. And and every time I ran the ball, when especially when I was a, a underclassman, it was like these guys need. This is their last time they're going to play Pittsburgh. This is the last time they're going to play. Syracuse, like I have to make sure I perform for these guys because they're going out that way. And when when that happened, I, I was like, I was just, I was so, I was, I was happy to go last, but I was mad at the same time because I was like, Coach, you know, I, let everybody else like. But I, don't, I was, I was, I was so overwhelmed with emotion because I was like, damn, this is. I felt the fact that it was going to be my last time. Oh yeah, you and can feel it when you're up there. When you when you know it's gonna be your last time, and it was like I never, I'm never in the moment. That was probably the first time in my whole career I was ever in the moment during anything. I'm always like looking, you know, staying like 
Big picture. Yeah, big picture. Like, okay, I got to make sure of this. But I was like, damn, I'm, not, I'm never going to play on this field again. It was raw. The, the speech was – it was like just pure, like, honest, raw. I mean, you were like – and it was like, that, that guy's a hell of a teammate. You know, like, you, you could see in the way he played, but when he came out and said it, and, he, and you could see that was like what he was – I mean, it was what he was feeling. It, I mean, it was awesome. That was one of the coolest – that was the best, you know. And senior speeches are good. That was the best, by, I thought, by far. Wow. I've seen a lot of them. But, you know, else was good with Lou uh, – what was it corn Lou Daniels. Yeah. Man, his was crazy, too. But I remember those speeches. Every, I remember, like, every single one of them. Well, speaking of playing for those moments, we're going to take a break. But don't forget, when we come back on the other side of the break, we've got the Dell Sparks Collection hmm. trivia question of the week. Both, you, both you guys are in the Dell Sparks Collection. Yes. And the phone number for that is 681-231-2632. Again, 681-231-2632. When we come back, Avon will have a trivia question. And the first person to text that number with the correct answer One's a photo from the Dell Sparks collection. All right, we'll do that after this. Hey, my dear fans, this is Brian Joswiak, the Touchdown City Podcast. We'll be right back. Well, here's to another trip around the sun, ladies. Another year older, and my foundation crack is another inch longer. I swear my porch just started sagging. What are you going to do, though, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got that right. It's time to stop worrying about your foundation problems. Call Alford Home Solutions today and rest easy tonight. 304-464-9306. Now you can watch all the live HD TV in real time for just $30 a month. If you want access to networks, cable networks, sports, news, and premium movie channels for just $30 a month, Say Uncle TV is the service for you. www.sayuncletv.com. No contract, no credit check, and no extra fees. You pay just $30 a month. Say Uncle TV offers hundreds of live high-def channels, including CMT, AMC for The Walking Dead, TCN, and every cable network in the universe, including your favorite hunting and fishing networks. For only $30 a month, sayuncletv.com. Get all local and premium networks. Networks like NBC, you can't miss Blake on The Voice, CBS, ABC, Fox, and more. Get cable networks, too, like Fox News. And get full access to all sports, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, and much more. Yes, sir, only $30 a month with no credit check, no contract, and no other fees. SayUncleTV.com. Get yours now. Wally's and Wimpy's Sports Digest, a West Virginia legend for three decades, is back. Get the scores, the schedules, special features. Wally's and Wimpy's has everything you need to get ready for the big game. High school, college, and pro sports, it's all in there. The Mountaineers, the Thundering Herd, every NCAA Division I conference, the Mountain East Conference, the National Football League, we've got it. Go to WallyWimpySports.com to find out where you can pick it up and how you can get Wally's and Wimpy's delivered straight to your inbox. Wally's and Wimpy Sports Digest, back and better than ever. Yeah, hello, this is Jason Harris, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Wally's and Wimpy's Touchdown City Podcast. Appreciate you checking out the show this week. And don't forget, you can subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, 
SoundCloud, wherever you like. Go over, hit that subscribe button, and also make sure you uh, leave us a review. And my phone just died, so I cannot give you the phone number again, so I hope you jotted that down. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of janky operation we running here oh. it literally just died uh so we gave you the number right before the break and for that's for the dell sparks collection trivia question of the week and avon's got a good question for us this week good one guys good one so um so in uh, 1982 who what quarterback made their debut against the oklahoma sooners 1982 which was a victory for the mountaineers that day we won have you ever seen the 30 for 30 oklahoma no. The the Marcus Dupree story? Yes. Uh, yeah. He was on that roster. Was he? Yeah. We were wow. down in that game, weren't we? Yeah. Mm. yeah. In, in 1982, which Mountaineer quarterback made their debut? Again, I don't have the phone number. I just My phone just died. <laughs> oh, well. All right. But West Virginia this week. Um, well, before we get into the West Virginia-Oklahoma game, I, ha- I have to bring this up. We watched Rutgers. Didn't a few weeks ago we say if Michigan loses the Rutgers? Man, this is brutal. It is just brutal up there. I, I, I'm speechless. When they got Harbaugh, I didn't think they'd ever be in this situation. I don't know what the hell they're doing in practice because McNamara is clearly better than Joe Milton. I am not a football coach, but he came in the game in the offense immediately. He did it last week, too. He put in the backup quarterback, and I always am the most popular player on campus as a backup, blah, blah, blah. Right. I've said that over and over. But last night, that kid comes into the game. He goes like 27 to 36. He throws four touchdowns. He runs a touchdown. And they score outscore Rutgers from the time he came in the game, 48 to 23 or something like that. But, God, they're bad. I mean, I don't understand what the hell's going on up there. I don't – I mean, I'll never know. I'm not a coach. But uh, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. And I knew they lacked recruiting on the defensive line specifically. They do not recruit defensive tackles. I don't know the – defensive scheme is it's i mean no honestly they play penn state saturday uh michigan does i i fully expect penn state wins the game you run the ball up the middle michigan's defensive line is so undersized it's like they're trying to out quick you but when you're going against a 330 pound offensive lineman with a 280 pound nose tackle you're just not going to win that fight yeah well and that's not your uh that's not your granddaddy's Rutgers football team either greg shiana is a great football coach is he oh he's back there he's back and they're pretty are they pretty good they're they're better two and three or three and two like something like that they won a game in the big 10 and like one year i believe i think it was 2016 michigan had beat them 78 to nothing mm. so they had out got it that the four teams in that side uh it was michigan state michigan penn state and ohio state that particular year outscored them 224 to nothing well this year they lost on a last second field goal last week to illinois they lost last night in triple overtime to michigan they beat michigan state they were pretty competitive with Indiana, and they scored about 26, 28 points against Ohio State. So they are clearly much better than they have been. But, he'll, uh, he'll have them back. He's a good football coach. Yeah, he did a great yeah. job the first time around up there. Yeah. We'll see what – yeah, I mean, he, and I did – some. there was a transfer from West Virginia that caught the touchdown in overtime. Giovanni uh, Has- Haskins. 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 Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, as far as Michigan goes, God, I don't know. Also, to uh, Bedlam. Oklahoma. I thought. Did you guys? Anybody get to watch any? Of that? I, I did. I Oklahoma, watched it. Oklahoma State. Yeah. yeah, they 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 were dominating them, and I turned it to something it, else. And I thought, all right, this is going to be the marquee game in the Big Twelve this year. You know, I know everyone always likes to think Texas and Oklahoma, and that game is always. I, I thought this was going to be the year that Oklahoma State dethrones Oklahoma, and Oklahoma was Oklahoma. 
That was the 115th time they've played last night. Oklahoma's won 90 of them. Jeez. Yeah, I know it was lopsided, but I thought Oklahoma, and, you know, they got a freshman quarterback, you know, Oklahoma State's, you know, they were did, the, hot, the hot pick this year. But and they just didn't beat them. They punked them. Did, is, does Mike Gundy leave after this year? He needs a haircut. <laughs> he's a man. He's that. 40. My ball punk. <laughs> yeah, he needs a haircut. That, that, I mean, I didn't watch the game. Uh, I, I was – I don't know when it came on, but I know I watched that Ohio State-Indiana um, uh, game. That game – That isn't the grandpappy's was, Indiana team either. Oh, no. That, that, that is the Rutgers of, of – of, The Big Ten. Of the Big Ten. Like, they, they are – They're much better. They're not I – I mean, I don't think they're great. They're much better than they usually are. They ended the what? Bro. They had, hadn't beaten Michigan in 33 years. Bro. They beat them. They almost beat Ohio bro, State. Bro, they – they, they're they're a great team. They're they they are elite. If you if you can't look at them and see that, you know what makes an elite team. And, and I'm gonna let the coach, you know, you know, co-sign or not, a quarterback. <laughs> Their quarterback is, and then they got this fro, uh, fry frogle. Filior. No, I, I don't fry know the receiver. Fry frogle. Oh, Fry Frogel. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Fry, other. No, Fry Frogel is a – he had like 200 yards. So, they got a receiver that goes and makes plays, and they got a quarterback. They – I wish they was on the other side of that because they, they – I want them to play Ohio State again. That's how good that game was. Ohio State was four touchdowns better than them, talent-wise. Talent-wise. And, that, and you could see that in the first half. Right. And then you saw the the – culture the toughness of, mm-hmm. of indiana the, what they're building there the fact that they even made it close is just that says a, a lot about their program that was impressive because it you saw it at halftime like well that uh, they're never going to beat ohio <laughs> right. state and then they almost did i mean they they had a chance at it i mean if that was w- that was impressive if he wouldn't have threw that pick i mean again that was i, I don't if it was a fifth but right. that that team that team will, will beat they're going to go to a that bowl game a, and play yeah. and, and beat of a big name team. How they beat Penn State too? They have an elite team. Like that right. team is cohesive. I mean, they, did they you see were... their coach's post game speech. Uh huh. Yeah, I did. It was I pretty good. It. it was really good. He he talked about uh, we didn't come here just to um, come close, and we came here to win. Keep your head up. I mean, it was a. Uh, I was like, damn, I'm gonna go play for Indiana next <laughs> yeah. year. But this I mean, that's is... the mindset. That's the. I mean, you. Anybody that goes into – I remember when we played – and I know we're 10 minutes. I remember when we played um, um, Miami. And, you know, we, we first half we were playing with them in 2002, and, and they beat us. And people are like, yeah, you know, you guys play. I'm like, what? We're not in no goddamn moral victories. We want to win the game, like period. Like when you have that mindset, that's how a champion thinks. You don't think about, oh, it was close. You think about, I lost. What do I have to do to win next time? Right. And the next year, I mean, we were we were fingertips away from winning that game. So I mean, we're building upon that's and and we we would have we it's it's what was supposed to happen. Like they that team is is an elite team. They are, I agree. And they and it, you know when you're when you're you're what twenty years old, they're like, well, they're twenty years old. I mean, they're they're on scholarship. <laughs> right. I mean, what what why what are they going to beat us? Like, wait, wait a minute, right. you know, we're undefeated. You know, you like you said, you don't go in when you're you know you don't you can't think of it. Like that, but I I do think that like that one that Miami loss we had was such a moral victory that we we never lost a game the rest of the year. I mean, there is that part of it, like you know what I mean, that it's like 
yeah, it's, it's, you're not happy with that. But at the same time, everyone knows it was a win, you know, like <laughs> ultimately it was like, wait a minute, we don't, you know, like c- c- because the win of the confidence right. that it built. And I know with us in 2003, we were one and three and we went one and four after that loss. And it was like, that's what I mean. We didn't lose another game. We beat, you know, Virginia tech, we beat Pitt, and we didn't, we didn't think we were going to win. We knew we were going to win. And that's because we had played with the best team maybe ever or one of the best teams ever, mm-hmm. you know, we had just almost beat them at their place. So it was like, you, you didn't win, but you, you're the confidence, the, the collective confidence, which is momentum that happened from that created more wins, you know, down the road. Not, I'm sure coach, what's his, who is, what is it? Tom Allen? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure he's trying to capitalize and bottle that up. I oh, he be. will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's obviously good at it. He's good. Uh, West Virginia this week plays in Morgantown night game. What's, what's the difference in a night game and a day game in Morgantown? Mm. Man, that, that that place is crazy at night. <laughs> it's so loud, and, and yeah. it's and it's all for you too. So I mean, you know, the other team is. I mean, they can come out and, and try to try to shut them up all they want, but it's 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 intimidating. It'll, it's be, a, be. it'll be of course a little different. With COVID. I was going to say in most years alcohol consumption, but this year it really doesn't matter because the crowd's not going to be not as, as big. As big. Yeah, I mean, you know, hey, look. You got a chance when when you play at night at West Virginia. You have a chance. Yeah, you're right. And then and then you come in with the confidence. I mean, it just takes me back to '99. We played Michael Vick, who was the greatest of all time at that time. And I mean, we, we had him on the we, had a chance. we had him on the ropes. Yeah, like I was pissed at. I'm like, we should have won that game. I had a hundred and something yards. I was number one defense. I, I was came balling. back. We were rolling. I'm like, yes. We didn't want to lay hit him out of bounds, and he snuck down the sideline. That was. <laughs> I wish you'd have hit him. The only time. Yeah, they already had a couple. <laughs> that was the issue. I think. Yeah, that was the issue as well. They didn't hit him. Yeah. yeah. It's that's Barrett Green, too. You're yeah. right. You're, that's a great way to put it. You always have a chance. I don't care yeah. if it's number one in the country, Doesn't number matter. one for the past three years. You, got, you always got a chance in Morgantown at night. Well, West Virginia Morgan, in, in Oklahoma on ABC, 730 Saturday night. Um, you know, unfortunately – We've our defense. It's the number one defense and the number two defense going against each other. Now think about this perspective. Two years ago, we watched Will Greer (laughs) and in Mayfield throw up what a bazillion yards. I don't think you're going to see that kind of game. West Virginia and Oklahoma have the two top defenses in the conference. Um, I I think you're going to see a low scoring game. So if you're one of those gamblers, you should probably play the under. Take the under. I'm not a gambling expert. I got toasted on Friday night on a gamble. I'm pissed off about it, but that's all right. Uh, if I was gambling, I don't, I don't really know what to expect yet. It's still early in the week for me. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think it'll be 59 to 56 because I think that's what the Oklahoma-West Virginia game was the last time in Morgantown. And I don't think you'll see a running back run for 332 yards or whatever Tavon put up that night. <laughs> we're, hey, we're playing well at home. I mean, we got, yeah. a tough, we, got a, we got the kind of team that can beat a team like this, mm-hmm. you know, with the great defense, well yes. coached, special teams, you can run the ball, your quarterback's good decision maker. I mean, they're prime for an upset, Oklahoma is. Absolutely. I mean, I, they're so good, though. Sometimes you're like, I don't know. They may just come <laughs> in and blow. But at the same time, it's like, we're, I mean, we're undefeated at home for, you know, for good reason. We're playing well at home. And then I think those Big 12 travel games, that's. It hurts to, them. Yeah. That's got to hurt. I mean, that's a long, that's a different time zone. I mean, it's a different. We would go play Wisconsin or anybody. I mean, it was when you're in a different time zone. I think that that makes a big difference. It's difficult. And so it's going to be unfortunate too because I don't think uh, even with this COVID year, some of the guys that we have on this defense are going to be coming back. So it's going to be the last time that the fans get to see Stills, Tony Fields. Uh, those guys are gone. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't think they're coming back. I, I think they're going to be gone. I wouldn't. And, I mean, no. You, get paid. I, you, yeah. If you could get, if you can get paid, you get paid. I, is Fields? Is he going to get drafted that high? Or? 
I mean, see, he might, he's going to go first day. Is I he really? He, okay. I think he'll go first day. And, and, you know, even uh, Alonzo um, Adai, I think is I don't I think he's going to be gone as well. So God this works. may be the this may be the last time that uh, you get to see some of these guys in Morgantown. So if you have the means and the ability, uh, head up to Morgantown. I mean, when I say that, have you have you tried to go to a game and buy a ticket and? Uh-uh. Yeah, well, take a take a mortgage, <laughs> then take a second mortgage <laughs> on it. I mean, it's it's just you know, if you do it and you go and you stay. I mean, I don't know how people do it. Well, you go and stay at Murph Landing, and and it's half of it. You're good there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that place is that, it's priced well, you know. But I'm just saying in general. I mean, tickets eighty ninety bucks. I mean, you take four. How many kids do you have? Three, three. So there's five of you going. Do the math on that. Yeah, that's why we're probably not going. <laughs> so you pay for a ticket. But effort. I'm just saying, if, if, if you have the means. So I'm just wait, anyone out there, I'm wait, yeah, if you, yeah. If you have the means, go. Get in the car. This would be a good game to go to. I mean, um, you just don't know. It's Morgantown at night. Oklahoma is going to be the favorite for sure. But, man, like I said, this defense has uh, been this consistent, solid factor for this team this year. So, uh, but I don't know really how to predict it, but we're going to try it. So, Derek, West Virginia, Oklahoma, under the lights in Morgantown. Oh. This is this is easy for me until I see West Virginia <laughs> beat Oklahoma. I'm picking Oklahoma. I hate to do it, but I am. I'll take it about 34 to 21. I'll take Oklahoma. I hope I'm wrong. I I hope West Virginia can win. <laughs> I know Avon's over there giving me the evil eye, but. West Virginia has yet to beat Oklahoma since joining the Big 12, and I unfortunately think Oklahoma's going to end up winning this damn conference again, and I'm taking Oklahoma. All right. So, John? I believe. I, I, think, this, I think everything, it's, it's ripe for the upset in Morgantown, you know, at night. Uh, this, is, this is one of the better teams we've had all around. I'm definitely thinking the Mountaineers are going to pull this off. I'll say uh, 27-24, maybe in, maybe in the first overtime. So, again, guys, I don't go against the show because – Thinking about thinking about again, we talked about it. You coming to Morgantown, regardless of who's going to be there, you're in Morgantown, and and defense wins championships. And don't get me wrong, I mean uh, Oklahoma is is phenomenal on offense, but our defense they find ways. They're finding ways. So I'm I'm we're gonna they're gonna score a little bit more than what we're used to. So I'm I'm gonna say 35-28. Uh, WVU with the win. Um, I agree with Derek and and with this. Um, it's hard to pick West Virginia no, um, when you've <laughs> not beat them in the conference. You've had a few opportunities to beat them. You didn't get it done. Um, looking back at the Tavon game, even the year that with Greer, with Greer, I believe their defense, Oklahoma's defense, scored two touchdowns against us. But let me give you my Lee Corso. Not so fast. Not friend. so fast. I like West Virginia Saturday, and here's why. I think Letty Brown, he needs about 125 and maybe 130 yards to go over 1,000, mm. which I think will be the first 1,000-yard rusher since Justin Crawford ran for about 1,100 a few years back. Um, I think the I think the, the offense is actually going to be motivated against a play against the best defense that's not on the other side of the field. Our offense is playing against the best defense day after day after day, mm-hmm. so they're going to be they're going to be able to they they know what they're up against. Um, I like West Virginia Saturday. 
Uh, under the lights, when they moved it to 7.30, um, that swung me into the wind column. So, you know, I hope next Saturday we're dancing and maybe I'll get the guitar out and tune it up and we'll do a couple rounds of country roads. Mm. But I, 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 the night game perspective is where I'm at with this. Um, they're, they're a 10.5-point underdog, according to the to the app I'm looking at. I get it. I get it. But that's, about, t- that's about right. That's actually less than I thought it would be. I thought it would be closer to like 13 or 14. I really did. Yeah. But when you're talking about defense, like Avon says, defense wins. And um, I think Letty Brown's going to be hungry to show himself. You know, you're on ABC. Yes. And, you, and you're the one running back in that conference that's been solid and that no one's talking about. You got a chance at a signature win at home, under the lights. You've played very well at times. You've played well enough to beat an Oklahoma. You know, you, can you put four quarters together against, you know, a team like that? That's, this, is your, this is your opportunity. It's ripe. Yeah. And it's on TV. And, and you're thinking about it as a, as a player perspective. It's like, okay, everybody's watching. Not, I mean, and again, everybody's watching. When I played, it was Miami. I'm like, we play Miami, everybody's watching. And especially when we played Thursday nights. I'm like, yes. Right. I'm going I'm to I'm be able to show off because they're watching them. But I'm like, they're going to see gonna me. They're going to see me. Yeah. They got to see me because we, we play too. We on scholarship too. So, it, it, I mean, it's his opportunity. Like you said, I mean, I wouldn't even think about Letty, um, but he has an opportunity, man, to show off. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you said, it's just Chubba. You know, everything is Chubba. But then, you know, the, the other dude on on, on Chubba's team is taking a lot of his shine. But, right. But it's just Chubba, Chubba, Chubba in the Big 12. And, and, and the guy from um, um, – Who's who's the best in the country right now from Oklahoma State? I mean, is Oklahoma State? Yeah, Oklahoma State. Um, he gets an opportunity, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for him because hopefully he has that. I mean, he's from he's from around the way, so he he may be able to, you know, harness some of that. I got opportunity now. Well, we need it. We you know obviously West Virginia is going to be able to play in a bowl, but I think this would be this would be that um, Oklahoma moment. For, you know, Coach Nealon had it in 82, three seasons in, you know, this could be Neil Brown's. Yeah. This could be that that push. This that, would be the biggest win, in my opinion, since the Orange Bowl, and it would be the biggest Big 12 win that we've had so far. Yeah. Easily, this, easily. This this is one of those um, program direction changers. Yes. This is what I look at this as. And, and, don't, and listen, and if they lose, don't think it's going in the wrong direction. You know, just I think this is one of those games that you can win and build on recruiting because you can instantly pick the phone up and be like, did you see that? All right, you've made the right choice. You need to stick with West Virginia and, and sign in January and then, you know, and build momentum. So um, I'm excited. I'm, and, and, you know, your brother's made a great point in the last few weeks. You know, we talk a lot of football with him. He's brought up this point. We've played the middle of the road and everybody at the bottom of the conference. We're getting ready to play the top of the conference. This is where you're going to see where your program is and what direction you're going in because you've got Iowa State and Oklahoma over the next two weeks. And this is really going to just kind of show you, put you on the barometer. You know you're going to a bowl game. You're going, you know, at the worst, you're going to finish 5-5, five and five, um, and you're going to play in a bowl and could, you know, go 6-5. and five, But you're going to see where you stand with the top of the conference right now. So you can go out. If you get blown out, mm, that's a setback. But if you can go out. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's not like the snow game where West Virginia fumbles the ball 34 times in the first quarter and it's 28-0. I remember that game because I thought they had such a great chance. They're going to play well. They might get out-talented. They might just get – Oklahoma might just come out and play so well that – 
that would be the only. I, that's a, the only thing I could see is they, they just come out and play well, and it's you know the, the talent gap is is somewhat significant. But at home, it kind of evens it out. I think, especially under the lights. That's why I'm going WVU. That's what I like to hear, Doctor Pennington. Thank you, sir, for coming down. It's always great to see you. Get to catch up and talk football. Yes. Um, you know, wish you nothing but the best come spring. And it'll actually be nice. We can just drive down the street I know. here. Yeah, you guys got to come to some spring, spring games. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, too, because if uh, the way that we're trying to do it, you know, you, you'll have kind of the, the conference split up into two different, conf, you know, divisions. And if you win your division, you play in a championship. That's nice. the ideal way to do it. So, kind of be like every game's a playoff. So, it'll be kind of cool. Nice. Well, hopefully, um, we'll get down and catch a few ball games and – and hopefully you guys can win that thing. Speaking of program direction changers, yes, we've done a fine job down there. Yeah, Fantastic. we still need our big one. We we played in the conference championship game last year. We kind of like WU's kind of got. We were ready for that signature win. It just didn't you know didn't happen. You know, played against a really good team, and you got to execute. I mean, you got to execute at a high level every almost every snap to to pull off that win when the talent gap is the way it is. And mm-hmm. uh, we almost did, you know, and, and hopefully WU can. I mean, you can always. If you play well, you're going to have a chance to win. Absolutely. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for downloading the Touchdown City podcast. And, again, go over and hit that subscribe button on Apple, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you find it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. That means a lot to us. And we'll see you next week, and hopefully Avon will get the middle verse on Country Roads. We'll do that next week after the win. We'll see you. Thanks. (laughs) 